1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Monday, January 31st, and today we have some takeaways from the weekend and a look ahead to Week 16 of the NBA season, including some key injury updates and players to target on the waiver wire coming up. I'm joined, as always, by on Mondays by Steve Alexander. And on this Monday, we welcome in a special guest, multiple-time guest on this podcast. You know him both as a fantasy basketball aficionado and for his percussion work with the band Guster. Brian Rosenworcel, welcome back.
2: Thank you for having
1: me, Matt. It's great great to have you back. Anything you want to add to your bio there before we move forward?
2: Well, percussionist who was in a touring band before the pandemic, and now I'm just like an NBA aficionado full-time.
1: Okay. Oh, gotcha. So just full-time fantasy fantasy guy now. There you go. Gotcha. Steve, we got to get Rosenworcel on staff here then. Let's make this happen.
3: We should. We should do that. What's going on with the the band, Brian? I know you you guys have had to delay tours and and try to figure all that out. Is there a new record coming or anything?
2: Yeah, we kind of timed our tour with like peak Omicron. We had to cancel. Big summer planned, writing some more songs, hopefully releasing an album this year. Just um, tired of being at home with our families.
1: Like if our families are listening, we've enjoyed we've enjoyed and greatly valued this time together as well.
2: <laughs> I went to a Nets game and my kids brought their Harry Potter books. They are not <laughs> listening to this.
1: Uh, it's amazing. And You guys are in one fantasy league together. I was asking Steve about this before you came on, Brian. You guys are in one league together. We think
2: we're in that CBS league this year. Usually it's more, but like a bunch of leagues fell off. Is that right, Steve? Yeah. I think that's the only one, and I'm terrible in that league this year. Just horrible. I'm I'm pretty great,
3: really. Look at look, look. I have a five and ten record in that league. I've won that league last year.
1: Oh wow, this is this is like an old school one win one loss league, huh?
3: Yeah, it's points. It's weekly lineups. It's CBS. It's like anything oh, old you can find about fantasy basketball. That league has it.
1: Is this the one with the crazy scoring system where it's like yeah, like a missed shot is worth? What? Tell me, remind me how it goes. So it's like a real game score. If like well, first like a nineteen nineties game score at the end of the week. First eighty three, eighty two.
3: Brian is ten and five in that league. Wow, which is pretty good. It's a hard league to. It's a hard league to win. And Matthew Barry used to be in this league, and that John Hollinger. Like this is an old school. Where's the league details? Let's see what if we can find this scoring system. Oh yeah, here we go. A three-pointer, Matt, is worth 0.08 points. Okay. Naturally. Uh, an, ass- an assist is worth 0.17. All right. A field goal made is worth 0.25. A field goal attempted, whether it's missed or made, is minus 0.08.
0: Wow.
2: You need to set up an algorithm in order to win this league, Steve. And I don't know that you've done that. I've won it in the past.
3: So you want people
1: who sh- who shoot an incredibly high percentage, but don't shoot too much. You're like, ah, oh, LeBron shot twenty five times tonight. He made fourteen. And but a, why is he shooting so? A much?
3: rebound is a rebound is point one zero points. So it's it's just as crazy as it can be. But like you said, the kind of cool thing about it is, at the end of the day, at the end of the week. Brian won or Brian lost this week. He lost 105 to 90. So it's like a, it's like an, kind of like an NBA score.
1: Played good D in the fourth quarter there, Brian. Shut him down in the fourth.
3: Wait, that was me. Actually, I won this week, but whatever. yeah, I lost, I lost 105 to 90. Brian, yeah, Brian won 134 to
2: 113. I was looking to throw. wrong Ooh, score. I am led by
1: Brian's squad lighting
2: up. The I have sport. Isaiah Hartenstein on my team. And whoever has Isaiah Hartenstein wins.
1: Them's, them's are the rules. All right, let's get into a few of these topics we want to talk through today. Start with some injury news. On Friday, Shea Gilgis alexander sprained his right ankle. And according to Adrian Wojnarowski, he is out at least through the All-Star break. And reportedly, he'll be reevaluated after the All-Star break in mid-February. So we are gearing up for potentially a lengthy absence here. And I think, Steve, we are running out to add Ty Jerome, who has a starter this year, in three games, has put up 16 points, 4.3 rebounds, 3.7 assists, 1.7 steals, 1.33s. And those were all games that SGA missed, by the way, Steve.
3: Yeah, and I mean, when SGA goes down, that's the guy who goes off. That's the guy you put in your DFS lineup. So that's the guy you probably want to target with SGA going down. Hopefully, I mean, I hope it's not too long that he's out, man, because last year they shut him down early, and it just seems like he can't put a whole season
2: together, which is. Makes me really sad.
1: Ty Jerome, three percent roster. Brian, are you running out to add Ty Jerome today?
2: I'm not because they have a French youth named Theo Maladon on that team, and he's he's going to get minutes. I'm I own SGA wherever I can, and so I'm in a little bit of denial to to add Ty Jerome would be to like I don't gotcha. know. It just feels not loyal to my team, but yeah, it's a wise pickup. Maladon. It seems to me
3: like they don't like. <laughs> He's fallen down the depth chart. They don't play him that much anymore. I don't know. I don't know if an SGA absence can actually break him back into the mix as much as he needs to be. I think he got 12
1: minutes in the game that SGA left early, I believe, but he hadn't been playing in the games before that. Mm. So I think it potentially gets him into the rotation, but I don't know that it gets him uh, 13 minutes. I don't know that it gets him to fantasy relevance, to your point. I don't no. know either.
2: He's like a poor man's Frank Nick of <laughs> the
1: Brian, for those who don't know, is a master uh, pronunciator as well of of last names, fantasy basketball last names. What was that one name we what was that one name, Brian, that we made you say over and over again? I can't remember what it was. Do you mm. remember, Steve?
3: There was a name that you really, really enjoyed saying, and now I'm forgetting what it is. Neil might be might be a new one that we could we could use. All right. Next up. Although I'm not really one that can talk about pronunciating names. According to multiple poll
1: reports, LeBron James has, quote, general swelling in his knee, which I'm guessing all three of us have as well. But I wanted to update this because our blurb on the player news page said at one point that LeBron was expected to miss the next six games. Now, in digging into that, I don't think that's the case. There have been multiple indications including a tweet from ESPN's Dave McMenamin and a report on The Athletic that says LeBron has a chance to return Wednesday. Now I don't know I don't know where we land here Steve any additional thoughts there I think you were updating the blurb there on the player news page right?
3: Well we're we're working on it I've I've alerted some folks I yeah the way that the story that you sent to me Matt was written it made it sound like the, the way it was stated, he can play in the first home game after the game at Portland on Wednesday, which is like two two games later in a total of six. So, But I think what he was really trying to say was, it's possible he could play Wednesday against Portland, which is at the Lakers. So I think there's a 50-50 shot. We'll see LeBron on Wednesday. And yes, that that blurb hopefully will be edited and fixed by the time we're done uh, we're done here.
2: I mean, I would trade anyone on the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma straight up right now. <laughs> which is ironic. But Malik Monk is uh is not rostered in one of the leagues I'm in and he put up 38-10 the other day, so worth a look.
1: Malik Monk really really likes playing the Atlanta Hawks who have been playing better defense lately, but but truly have no answer for that man. They they I mean, he was doing whatever he wanted against the Hawks on Sunday.
3: Yeah. Now, Matt. Last time we talked about Malik Monk, you were a little gun shy. You, you're you're always a little scared that Malik Monk is going to let you down. So, are you still in that boat, or have you have you gotten on board with me? I am a huge Malik supporter this year.
1: No, I'm starting to buy in. I mean, we're we're looking at you know top fifty value the last month. He's and, and if you look at the game log, it's a little bit turbulent. There's a little bit of ups and downs, but I think he's seems like he's turned a corner where you know, the benefits are outweighing the downside at this point. You know, he was kind of that guy you would pick up, you'd see him get hot for three games. And it's like, the second you got him on your team, he just disappeared again. seems like his role is much more defined this year. And I I think it, it seems like we're good to go. Famous last words when it comes to Malik Monk, Brian.
2: I'm enjoying watching the Lakers fall apart. I like that for any super team that's kind of been assembled and doesn't work out. It doesn't really usually ever work out. But for me... I enjoy watching it. We have one of those here in Brooklyn. I know, we have and, one of those.
1: and that by the way is a fitting segue because you live near the Barclays Center, right Brian? You're known to attend a game here and there, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah, we we just walk on over and grab some tickets for cheap.
1: And and as, kind of as you just alluded to, things are not going great for your local ball club there when it comes to staying healthy. James Harden, according to Shams Charani, has a right hand strain. This isn't an injury that we hear all too often. And I think LaMarcus Aldridge came out of Saturday night's game with a sprained ankle. So I'm wondering, you know, this isn't a one-for-one one thing where Harden's out and this guy benefits. But I'm I'm wondering if uh, James Johnson is going to be a good pickup with even more Brooklyn injuries at this point. He had 14 points, four rebounds, two assists with a steal, a block, and a three on Saturday, and just 2% rostered in Yahoo Leagues, Brian.
2: I mean, it's hard to argue he's put up good numbers the last couple, but I'm not picking up James Johnson.
1: It's hard to do. I mean, it takes a certain... I don't know what the word is. I guess a, a league of a certain depth, maybe, to to go there. Steve, how old is James Johnson? Should we play that game?
3: I'm gonna go with 30,
1: 33. thirty three. I'm gonna say you're right. That that would have been my guess too. No way, Brian. Well, I haven't. I'm I'm checking right now, Brian. Do you want to register a guess here before we get the official answer?
2: I also would have guessed thirty three.
1: Thirty four. He's thirty four. Coming up on thirty five. He will turn thirty five in February. So, he's. Playing so well that he he fooled us into thinking he was thirty three. He's almost thirty five.
3: I loved me some James Johnson back in the day. Guy could shoot threes. He could block shots. He gets you steals. That was a long time ago. It's what twenty twenty two or something now. Like yeah, no.
2: You know he's on a I'm team done. with a front court with Blake Griffin and Lamarcus Aldridge. He's kind of <laughs> Lamarcus is kind of the baby on that squad. I mean. No, is it Nico's Claxton time? What's the deal? Is he hurt?
1: No, Claxton played over the weekend. I think he was quiet on Saturday, nine points, eight rebounds. But yeah, he was one of the popular names when we talked on Friday. We do our, our main waiver Wire podcast on Friday, and Claxton was definitely at the center of that conversation.
2: It's a tough time to be a super team. You know, it's crazy. He's on,
3: the, uh, on ESPN's depth charts, they don't even have Kevin Durant as a member of the team anymore. He's not even on the depth chart. I don't know what's going on there, but... At least they're playing lots of road games, and Kyrie Irving's getting to play a lot. So there's that. All right, we move
1: now to the Wizards, who gave Thomas Bryant their first start of the season. Uh, He didn't do a lot. I think he had four points and four rebounds in about 20 minutes. But more fallout of this is that it made Daniel Gafford a DNP, Steve. Just absolutely gutting turn of events for those who have been rostering Gafford and have just kind of seen this thing gradually fall apart in recent weeks since Bryant returned.
3: Yeah, how upset were you when you saw that? What was your level of anger? I mean, I'm more upset. I'm more upset on principle Mm.
1: because I didn't end up with him in many leagues. But I mean, this has kind of been coming. Like the last couple of weeks, I mean, he hasn't topped 16 minutes. So it's just kind of the last like gut shot after kind of seeing his volume, his his value totally crater.
3: Yeah, because they were letting him start still, but he was only playing like eight or nine minutes or or 10 minutes and. It's a mess. I mean, there's too much Montrez Harrell there for Bryant to really do anything. There's t- too much Gafford there for anyone to do anything. It's just I, it's the whole thing's a mess.
2: I'm staying away from all of it. I think the coach said he wanted to see Bryant run with the starters for a few games. I imagine he's going to like what he sees, and it's going to stick. And that'll spell the end for your Gafford run. It's
1: tough. I, I will say this about Bryant. Now, he's not putting up numbers right now but 21% rostered in Yahoo leagues and if he's going to start and they're going to get his minutes eventually into the 25 to 30 minute range I think we're going to want him on our fantasy rosters Brian it sounds like you might be leaning that same direction
2: no I'm a Isaiah Hartenstein guy
1: don't have room <laughs> don't have room for Brian dude all your Hartenstein shares <laughs> understood understood
3: and then Bradley Beal Bradley Beal's out for the next two games sprained that wrist. just drop Steve
2: I believe that's breaking, breaking news. news right here, right, right here on round balls news. too. You heard it, heard it here first.
1: Yeah, that blurb went up on the site six minutes ago. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, that's your, your big games ahead for your guy Kyle Kuzma, Brian.
2: What a season! I I got him off the wire, and I feel great about it. He has been awesome, man.
3: You cannot make fun of anything Kyle, Kyle Kuzma's doing this year. He's he looks like a different player. He loves being in the spotlight there, I guess. I guess
1: we we might be looking at KCP for the back-to-back. KCP rostered in 28% of leagues. They play Tuesday and Wednesday, so... Possible uh, waiver
3: consideration there. KCP comes into play. Corey Kispert, maybe. I keep waiting for Corey Kispert to do something. But I feel like he's getting chances. He's just not doing a lot with them.
1: Meanwhile, Kyle Lowry was set to miss his eighth straight game on Monday versus Boston due to personal reasons. Gabe Vincent continued to play well over the weekend. Brian, he's 25% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. In that seven-game stretch that Lowry has missed, Around fourteen points, five assists, one point four steals, three point three three pointers. Has Gabe Vincent landed on your radar?
2: No, I don't mess with I don't mess with personal reasons, situations. <laughs> they are highly volatile.
1: Brian, I, I'm I'm sensing that you are not a guy who runs to pick up the replacement when like the other guys out i mean you want more of a long-term like long-term thing is that is that where is that we're talking about I here i think
2: it's a result of the leagues that i'm in which are a bit shallow this year steve our league is gotcha. actually a little deeper you can hold a, a heart and steam, but um yeah it really depends on your league No, nope, nobody but the three of us plays in season-long fantasy leagues anyway like doesn't everyone just do fan duel you know
1: <laughs> i mean a lot of people do FanDuel, but but there are, I think there are plenty of diehards still left. I don't know the exact number. <laughs> there are dozens of us to to quote the Arrested Development meme.
3: But I think Brian's getting at at Keelan's league.
2: Like, I think you enjoyed that league, right? I really miss it, to be honest. That I, it was high quality. People were grumpy though. Yeah, it was. Gr- well,
3: we're all grumpy old men. That that league was my original league that I started in like nineteen. 19- 92, 91, somewhere around there. And it was Keelan, my buddy, Keelan Mark, and Jeff Snyder, a bunch of my buddies from back in the day when I worked in Indianapolis and lived in Indianapolis. And that league held on for a long time, man. But we moved it over to FanDuel, and then I was like – three of us that play on FanDuel now and that's that's wow. about it. That's what's left of that league. It's it's dead. The
1: league disbanded but we 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 don't think it was because Brian joined. Like Brian, did you self did you wreck this league? Is there anything to be said for that?
2: That the one year that um was shortened and I was crushing. And then and then we didn't get to finish and I'll never oh. live that down. I I took that league really seriously. Everyone was so competitive in it.
3: And didn't you, didn't you send me a text and be like, dude, where's my money? I won that league.
2: <laughs> I did. I, I had money waiting for me, too. It was like one more week, and it was official win.
3: Wow. Tough. And then it, 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 that, that was sort of the beginning of the end of that league, I think. And and then I think, so. I, think I think Keelan just got tired of, of dealing with trying to run it. So uh, it's kind of sad. Is what it is. All right. We have more to hit. Most notably, a few
1: names to look at on waivers. But first, we're going to take a quick break The NFL postseason is here. In fact, it's close to over, and NBC Sports Edge Plus is giving you a special offer. Get 15% off an Edge Plus annual subscription throughout the playoffs when you use promo code PLAYOFF15. Get every tool for every game at one low price. It's easier than ever to play and wager with confidence when you have NBC Sports Edge Plus. Also... Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Wednesday's free pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we're highlighting matchups between the Wizards and 76ers, Hornets and Celtics and Cavaliers and Rockets. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. And Brian, when we were talking before this podcast, I had sent you guys a little rundown and I said, Matt, will read some promos. I had a little line where I indicated I was going to read the promos and you responded that you thought that said Matt will read some prose, and you said you were excited about that. I I tried to prepare some prose to read here, but I kind of ran out of time. So I just wanted to let you know, tried couldn't get the prose finished in time.
2: I was open for a little a little Dickens or something.
1: Oh, I guess I could have. Yeah, can you just read? I was I was thinking I had to come up with original <laughs> prose. I guess I could have just busted out someone else's prose.
3: It, my, what's funny about that? When you yeah. sent that to. Well, you sent to both of us, and I read it. I read it as the last podcast you did, you actually read, you pulled a Ron Burgundy and read, Matt will read some promos now. And like, you read that line uh, from the email. Oh. oh. On the air. So, yeah. There's all kinds of things going on with your pros and promos.
1: Oh, well, Brian, on Fridays, as I mentioned, we talk waivers in a lot of detail with our colleague Jonas Nader. On Mondays, during the second part of this podcast, we kind of pick up the waiver wire leftovers, any names that we feel like we didn't give enough attention to on Friday or that we didn't talk about at all. So I want to start because, remember, guys, we've talked a few times about an idea of a permanent fantasy league. We haven't really hashed out the details of this, but those guys who just absolutely crush in, like, you know, 14 minutes. You can't really roster him or start him in fantasy. Imagine a league where you could. That's kind of what we're talking about. But I bring that up because Isaiah Jackson had a DNP on Friday. Then on Saturday, he came back with 12 points, six rebounds, a steal, three blocks, and one triple in just 18 minutes. This guy is 6% rostered, Brian. I am at the point where I'm trying to stash him ahead of the trade deadline. I just feel like there's a ton of upside here. Is he on your radar, Brian? I've been seeing you nod while I've been talking.
2: Totally. Totally. This is a... I'm, I'm a full buyer here. There is a chance that the Pacers move Miles Turner or Sabonis? Yeah. Is that like real chance or small chance?
1: I mean, Jonas Nader, who does the podcast with us on Fridays, in his mind, Miles Turner's already gone. I don't know that I'm quite there. Steve, where are you with Miles Turner potentially getting dealt?
3: I mean, I believe the report that came out two months ago that said the Pacers are going to blow up their whole team. So... It feels like they're going to do it. And Isaiah Jackson, Dwayne Washington. I played Dwayne Washington in DFS the other night, and he had 30 FanDuel points. So, and, and Kiefer Sykes, all three of those guys, I think, need to be on the radar. I think Chris Duarte should already be rostered. Mm-hmm. O'Shea Brissett could do something. But to your point, Isaiah Jackson, when he's gotten run this year, he, he looks good. But, and, and he's, not, he's not a guy you can have on your team right now and, and plan on using him. Every, every day but if they blow it up he's going to he's going to be
2: the guy right he's a he's also a first round pick and they have a they have a reason to invest in him he's not like reggie bullock or somebody that you know you can think of as like a patch oh you you're going to you're going to plug reggie bullock now reggie
1: bullock which stay tuned but yeah but but as for Isaiah Jackson he's also a first round pick in a per minute league by the way because per 36 minutes 18.6 points 10.5 rebounds, 1.7 steals, 3.1, 3.1 blocks, and half a three-pointer. I mean, this is it this is a whole concept of like stashing a player, right? You don't know if it's gonna work out. It might backfire. He might be absolutely worth nothing right after the trade deadline. But in terms of like a lottery ticket for if everything breaks right, I mean, this is a this is the guy in my mind. We've been talking about Alperin Shangun as as another guy like that, but I think I have Jackson even higher right now just based on, like, the skill set that he's showing. A guy who can block shots like that and hit threes. I am all in on the potential boomer bust here.
3: Shingun hasn't really done what he was supposed to do, has he?
1: Not yet, but, I mean, I think with Shingun, we're kind of still hoping for, for that in March and April.
3: It's a long time to sit and hold him waiting for that to get here, though. It's been, been rough.
1: I actually did. I actually did finally... Sever ties with Shangou in a couple of leagues over the weekend, uh, where I needed to.
3: Well, that back to back, the back to back two game weeks that might be it, what did it. Made it. Brian, were you,
1: are you? Have you ever been on the Shangou bandwagon here?
2: As a fantasy basketball expert, I have a question, which is, who is that guy? He's the
1: <laughs> Houston Rockets rookie big man. I think nineteen or twenty years old oh, was the okay. MVP of the Turkish league. Kind of a this strange, strangely ready-made NBA big man for his age, and the Rockets haven't quite consistently given him playing right, time. It? Well, they've given him playing time, but not you know elevated minutes yet.
3: And the fact that Brian has no idea who he is is says everything I was trying to say about Shang-Goon. It's been a long, painful wait on that guy. It's, it it says more about me, Steve.
2: But <laughs>
1: I think Brian, I think Brian's fantasy basketball management style is just boils down to chaos because. He's like all in on Hartenstein, who is quite quite an obscure name himself. So
2: I'm telling you, he's got that Isaiah Jackson thing where one injury and then you're just golden for the rest of the year. Yeah. Steve is bored. Steve is yawning. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, Davion Davion Mitchell had another good game with no De'Aaron Fox, 15 points of five assists and three threes on Saturday. It's worth noting that Fox is questionable for Monday as of this taping, and I think that's really my sticking point, Steve, with Mitchell is can he do it with Fox there consistently? I'm not so sure.
3: I think it's hard for Davion Mitchell to get loose when Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox are both out there. But the guy I, I, you hear about in trade rumors more than anybody else is De'Aaron Fox. And if they if the Kings blow that up, which they should, they're terrible. Davion Mitchell has a real chance to, to bust out in the second half.
2: You got a point. You got to. A- Nod to Halliburton putting up thirty-eight, seven, three, three the other day. He's good, man. He's very, very good.
1: Yeah, for a guy with a wildly unorthodox looking jump shot, he is. He's a very productive NBA player.
2: I like Mitchell a lot. Uh, Fox will return soon, and um, I'm not aware of him being a trade rumor, but I guess he is. Uh, when are we going to talk about Reggie Bullock's hair? We're
1: we're going to talk about Reggie Bullock's numbers first, because oh. He actually is producing right now 16 points per game over his last three with 4.33 pointers during that stretch. He's just 9% rostered in Yahoo. I think this is a guy who, you know, you just pick up. It's a little bit of a lightning in a bottle situation maybe, Brian, and maybe he's got a few games left. I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. is out. Brian, you're kind of squinting and shaking your head. Not into it.
2: No, even even the, the best scenario for Bullock is just points and threes. Yeah. Maybe a steal. It's just – um you can look on the wire and find a better option. That's just my opinion.
3: Yeah, and the only reason he's relevant, like you said, Matt, is Tim Hardaway Jr. broke his foot. So I'm kind of with Brian. I just feel like Bullock's, he's got the hair, he's got the threes. He's got some inconsistency. That's that's about it. How many games do the Mavs play this week, Steve? Oh, you know what? I've been not doing my job over here. It looks like they play three, Matt. They go three, two, three. No. Okay. Okay. That's Denver. The last name on my
1: list is not another, not that exciting one, but I do feel like have to mention Grayson Allen, who's averaging 31 minutes in his last two games, 13 points per game, two and a half threes and a steal. I think it's Brian, maybe hard for some of us to look past some of the dirty plays on Grayson Allen's ledger, like including obviously most recently the foul on Alex Caruso. And I mean, obviously when it comes to fantasy, that stuff doesn't matter, but some of us do manage our fantasy teams that way where I just don't like this guy. I'm not going to add him. And I really do think that might be one of the main reasons Grayson Allen is only 23% rostered in Yahoo Leagues.
2: Yeah, I, did not, I, I would never have Jason Terry on my team back in the day because of the airplane jet thing. And I won't have Grayson <laughs> Allen. Oh, sorry.
1: Wow. Didn't like the, didn't like the, the jet. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. A hero of some really bad Atlanta Hawks teams, by the way. He was he was an awesome fantasy player back in the day, Jason Terry.
2: I only really he I only out. joined really fantasy for the Mavericks years with him. Okay. And so, okay. so I, I'll have to go back and do a little more research, but uh there are certain players that you just don't want to root for and, and Grayson Allen is one.
1: I know. Steve, yeah, any thoughts same, here?
2: Same thing, man. I mean I, I I see his
3: name on the on the list and I just kinda scroll on by. I think
1: that's what a lot of people are doing, but I'm just saying there's there's a little bit of value here. He's he's a guy who should be rostered more places. He's a poke. Jason Terry had a year where he averaged 19.3 points, 5.7 assists, 1.8 steals, 2.2 threes, and 2.2 threes back in the early 2000s. That was that was probably the equivalent of like three and a half or four today, you know, because we're in a much higher volume three point shooting era. So Jason Terry was pretty awesome. Played till he was 40 wild stuff respect are we done i think we can move on from jason terry right okay
3: (laughs) i think we should have a whole podcast dedicated to jason terry and you can just rattle off some pros about jason terry which you actually just did you like played till he was 40
1: that that may be it might be a stretch to call that pros but it's i guess the closest we're gonna get pretty close i have one parting thought before we go and if you guys have anything to add to this feel free the Raptors played a triple overtime game on Saturday night. Their five starters averaged 55 minutes. Steve, how many minutes did Chris Boucher get in this game?
3: Oh, I don't know. I don't,
1: Do you want me to tell you? I don't you? have any idea. Chris Boucher got 12. Here we go. 50, 55 minutes for their starters. They only played eight guys, and Chris Boucher only got 12 minutes in that triple overtime game. Who were they playing? That was against the Heat.
3: Oh, yeah, that was $5 Friday night because uh, I was in position to win – and then uh, they somebody Keelan was like that game we just went to triple overtime and then I knew that that was bad news for me. So uh, what? Why? Why do? Why does Chris Boucher get so many minutes and, and and like comes back into our lives and you think everything's fine and he's good to go and now Nick Nurse plays him
2: eighteen minutes. Like I don't know. I don't know. And in a tr- can you imagine? Go if- ahead. If he had 55 (laughs) minutes, 55 minutes of Boucher, all those
3: stats, just. 55 minutes of Boucher. Like that is like, that would be a dream come true. That's a podcast right there. He'd have like 47 points, 29 rebounds. 18 11 blocks, 14 steals, and uh, 12 three-pointers. It would be incredible. On that note, anything
1: to add before we go? Brian, Steve, any final thoughts? Amir coffee. I didn't check on Coffee's weekend. How did Coffee do over the weekend? It, it is always nice to have a little coffee talk.
2: No, I was saying I I'll, I'll feel better if I have one mere coffee. He actually had a pretty He actually had Sorry, a, I'm going to leave I'm going to leave on a bad pun. He
3: actually had kind of a <laughs> quiet
1: weekend, but do still like a mere coffee.
3: He did have a quiet weekend and we didn't talk about his his teammate Luke Kennard, but I guess we talked about him on Friday, but Kennard's been playing pretty well. I feel like Kennard should be Should be
2: rostered in a lot of places. This is not the Clippers team we expected going into the year, is it? No. No,
1: it's it's not. We also had a Justice Winslow sighting over the weekend to that point, to that end. Uh, Strange times. Winslow had a couple good games. And I did not bring him up because I think he's going to fade away once Morris and Batum are back.
3: It's hard being a super team. It's hard. Tough week to be a Giannis owner. Yes, it is. Have Giannis on your roster, too, because... Milwaukee only has two games this week. As do the Houston Rockets. Once again, Houston man, it's two, two, two all all the time. So Rockets and and Bucks, two games this week. That's that's not fun.
2: Especially if you're in a league like Brian and I are in. Some of these teams that got really blitzed by COVID um, and had a lot of cancellations are they looking at a lot of four game weeks, five game weeks later in the year? Is that worth considering? You know, I was I was kind of surprised that there weren't more fives on the schedules.
3: Like all those makeup games, still just turned like three week uh three game weeks into four game weeks. So I don't think there are
2: any five game weeks left on the entire schedule. There's a whole bunch of five game weeks. I looked on the um, hashtag grid before this podcast. There's like a bunch. I see one one for
3: cleveland march 28th unless the one i'm looking at just hasn't been updated but i feel like it has no, no. I maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong that's a good it's a good question Brian. I'm, I'm gonna have to look into that and uh have an answer the next time we convene <laughs> here
1: all right we have our homework assignment steve so get that taken care of that is going to do it for us don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a minute to rate and review us as well. We're here every weekday throughout the season. And in the meantime, keep it tuned to the Roto World Player News page on NBC Sports Edge. I want to say thanks to everyone for listening and for watching live. Brian, thanks for joining us. Great to have you back on. we we'll to do it again
3: soon.
4: Thanks, guys.
3: Steve, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, y'all.